You have been listening to Yo Dutz Rank for 30 hours. Are you still listening? Yes, of course you're still listening to Yo Dutz Rank, the interactive podcast where we rank and rate from lame to great all the things that really matter in this world. Aren't you frustrated when Netflix asks you if you're still watching? Yeah, that's the definition of a binge, Netflix. So today we are talking your top 10 Netflix original series. Yo, 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 yo. Yo 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 that's right Yo 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 that's Kaylin, this is our bread and butter. I mean, we have some episodes, a lot of episodes that are our bread and butter because, like, we pick the topics. Yeah. But we know a lot about TV. We know a lot about TV. We love to make recommendations. We love to talk like we know everything about everything. Now, my question to you, did you take part in Netflix when it was renting the discs and then (laughs) mailing it back? Because I did. So I'm wondering if you did. No, I was still a blockbuster kid. And I was like, what are these people? I'm not going to mail red envelopes that what could that be? I had to go to my neighborhood blockbuster. I liked that. I liked being able to go in there and look at all the different movies. You know, like Mm -hmm. I like to peruse Target. You like to in and out. We're two different people. So exactly. I like to rent into the blue with Paul Walker as many weeks as I want to and then just send it right back. I don't need to think about what I want to watch. I know what I want to watch. The documentary that we talked about in our documentary episode which is called The Last Blockbuster actually Mm -hmm. kind of talked about how Netflix didn't put Blockbuster out of business. They're like that's kind of a myth but it talks about the beginning of Netflix and how it was the videos and then how it blew up into this huge thing and now truly like Netflix is a cultural thing. It's not just a a TV streaming service. It's a verb and like I feel like they invented the TV binge pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so I listened to an episode of this other really good podcast. It's like almost as good as this one. It's Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes and Will Arnett host one together called Smartless. It's like if you like that sort of thing or if you like this sort of thing. And they all, I guess not Sean Hayes, but Jason Bateman obviously works for Netflix at this point. We'll talk about that later. Same with Will Arnett. Like they both have created and run projects with this guys so they talked to the CEO of Netflix as one of their guests he was talking about actually how House of Cards was their first thing that they did like as a show and they shot it all and they were like wait we didn't think about how we're going to release this are we going to do this weekly like what are we going to do and somebody on the creative team said let's just give it and see how people watch and watch the metrics and they said what was fascinating was people either watched all of it or like four of it, but after the first week, nobody just watched one of it. Like there was wow. nobody that watched one and stopped. Real, I mean nobody, but you know what I mean. Like the percentages were not there. So that changed. The actors and directors were so mad because they were like, we just worked on this for a year and now it's out right. in a day? Like what? And they were like, I think this is going to change it. So for all intents and purposes, they invented that idea that we were just getting everything instantaneously and it really did change how you consumed everything so much more fun that way so much more fun tv is better than movies i said it we're in the golden age of tv and and i love that you can watch it for as long as a movie or much much longer or you could just watch one but i don't ever end up watching one i'm so dissatisfied nowadays when i watch one episode of something i'm like yes i'm like boo i did it took me a while to sit into it i just did that today actually with a show cruel summer which we talked about on our patreon episode but there was one episode out and I was like okay I'll just watch it real quick and I was so bored because I was like I don't remember what happened (laughs) right I'm gonna watch Mayor of Easttown once a week HBO like I'll do it for Kate but like if I had all of them I'm gonna watch all of them and you and I have kind of gone throughout quarantine we've gone in like TV binges and then kind of like TV drought a little bit like where we're not really watching much or watching like dumb reality stuff that you and I kind of watch mindlessly but recently you and I have been watching a lot of TV specifically Mayor of Easttown on HBO. I've been watching Cruel Summer on uh, Hulu. It it airs on Freeform. And we've kind of 
been back in that binging mindset. Uh, so I feel like we're in the right headspace to talk about these Netflix originals. We're in the right headspace. And this going over these lists and making these lists and looking up the Wikipedia, it really brought me back to like the golden age of like some of these shows, man, they blew their categories like apart. Like this was stuff we have never seen. Yeah. Netflix at this point, it's interesting because I think that you could make the case that Netflix isn't necessarily the streaming service that has the best shows anymore like it it has some really good ones but what i mean to that it's more like a comment on the other streaming services catching up and being like no we can do this too so netflix but at a time was the one that was like this is where you get good content and a lot of these shows come from that era of Netflix. a lot of people nowadays will just say it is quantity over quality which is so true i mean when we looked up the wikipedia page for netflix originals there were two full wikipedia pages for like current shows and yep. then shows that have ended and the lists just went on and on these and have on I was to like, be made up some of these things how could the head of Netflix up. even know all of these things were happening who is in charge of all these projects how many different arms do they have so yeah there right. is something new on Netflix every single day it is not always guaranteed to be good but mm-hmm. we are going to talk about uh, your top 10 and 20 things that you have voted and said are actually good and then for our intermission game we have a little treat of some things that <laughs> maybe aren't as good but we're gonna try we to don't get know you. yet we're gonna we don't know. know we'll know but first let's get into our rankenstein of the week kaylin tell the listeners who it is so this week we have a very special rankenstein of the week he campaigned for this he worked for it and i'm gonna tell you this he deserved it his name is alex snopko friend of the show best friend of the show Dr. Rankenstein himself. Um, what did Alex do to earn this? This is what Mike Barker, another great friend of the show. You heard him on the sports movies episode. We all went to high school together. We all went to Ben Trafford High School, yep. the three of us. So like Alex and Mike for sure knew each other in high school. Like definitely. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they haven't kept up. Like I don't <laughs> think that they've kept talking except for YDR. Like now they both put lists up. They both listen. Mike Barker put up his list and we're not going to, no, I won't say exactly what it was because we'll talk about this show immediately after Alex Snopko commented that one of his numbers was wrong because it was recency bias. And he just called him right out. Cranky Rankenstein right there. And then in a separate comment said, sorry, I'm just really trying hard to be the Rankenstein of the week. So he started a Facebook feud with like a, old classmate on Facebook just to get Rankin's on the week. And for that, I think he deserves it. We're bringing friends and enemies back together. Exactly. It's like they might I blossom a new friendship that they never knew was possible. They might back, be reunited or they might in 11th and 10th enemies. Grade. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure which direction, but I'm here for it. And he deserves it for that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alex Snopko. So for this week's episode, Kayla and I kind of decided to be fun to handle it as a recommendation podcast because we have seen most of these shows. And so for for each number after the Aldi Roundup, we're going to kind of tell you why you should watch it, why you shouldn't watch it. But if you like that kind of thing, if you're looking for people who will do the work for you in pop culture, like, hey, go watch the TV for me and then tell me if it's good or not. We do a segment every single week on our Patreon episode that is called the CK Lounge. And this segment is called our Pop Culture Rolly Kit. And I don't know if anyone else out there had a Rolly Kit growing up, but it was this octagonal 3D structure that would literally roll out flat and you could hide toys and marbles and all these different things in it. (laughs) And then it rolled all the way back up and was like a little suitcase. And so every single week we do our Pop Culture Rolly Kits where Kaylin and I tell you what media we've taken in. It could be books. It's actually books a lot of the time. For one of us, it's books a lot of the time. For someone that wants to prove that he reads it's books it could be books it could be movies we're watching or tv shows or even music or anything that we're taking in and then we tell you like is it worth your time or not because we don't want to just tell you the good things we want to say like hey we watched this and stay far far away it is given a scathing review of a reese's book club pick in the past like you have taken one down even so we just we we're honest. If we're nothing else, we're honest. So if you like this episode and the recommendations it gives, we do that every single week for current and not so current pop culture. That is over on our Patreon account. So go to patreon.com slash rank and sign up for just $4 a month. You get a bonus episode every single week. That includes those recommendations. All right, Kaylin, let's get into our Aldi roundup. So real quick, we're going to go from 20 
to 11. And um, like we always do, I'm going to give you the name of this show. And then you just have to tell me if uh, you like the show or if you don't like the show. But because it's Netflix mm-hmm. this week. I thought okay. you were just going to say like or don't like. And I was going to be like, let's cut until you think of something better. <laughs> we're going to say, since it's Netflix this week, yeah. if you like the show, you're going to pick chill. Because oh. you know. Okay, 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 okay. We're getting uh-huh. racy. Okay, okay, chill. okay. Or kill. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so for this show, would you chill with this show? Would you Netflix and chill with this show? Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. We get it. We get it. Or would you kill? All right. So chill Got or it. killer. Chill or killer. Chill or killer. Chill or killer. Chill or killer. Phyllis Diller. Okay, which one are we doing? <laughs> and just outside the Aldi Roundup. So sad. Dragon Prince. Okay. Oh, coming okay. in at number 20 is... Mind Hunter. Okay, I Jonathan Groff, right? I, right. I was gonna say this is the one with him and all the serial killers. I right? think people really like season one. I think I would chill for like a season of this. I can't stomach Jonathan Groff, so yeah. I would eventually <laughs> kill it. He thinks he's so smug for doing something dramatic. Like, okay, great, yeah. but I I could try it. I could He's try like, it. Guys, did you know I was Kristoff? But here I am in my. I didn't Hunter. even sing in the first. Like I actually, I actually can't. So yeah, I would have to. Maybe I'm just killing it right off the bat because of him. I would kill it because I'm scared. All right, I'm number scared. nineteen. One day at a time. Oh, chill. Love. My dad loves this show. My dad is Cuban and Puerto Rican, as we've said. This is about a Cuban family, Cuban-American family. And he said, like, some of the things they call out are such, like, specific cultural touchstones that had him laughing. I never watched it yet. It's on my list to watch. I think and I love it. And this is a sitcom, right? Yep. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And yep. Netflix doesn't do a lot of those. So it, so when they were journeying into sitcom, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Yes, like, yes. That you could watch a ton People of episodes love in a row. It. Yep. Number 18. I was very nervous this was going to get higher. I don't look at these, so I'm so excited. Space Force. Guys, kill. And here's why. I watched a couple minutes of the first one. I couldn't do it. Steve Carell is my shining light, my beacon, my guide. To say anything bad is not good. I don't like it. It's not for me. I'm going to kill it and move along and just forget that he did it. I haven't watched even a single episode, but I just heard such horrible reviews when it came out. And people want to love Steve Carell. It's not like they were trying trying. to be interesting by saying it was bad. People are just like, not worth the time. Right, right. Number 17, a favorite of mine, The Umbrella Academy. I chill. I watched the first season. My dad loves this. My husband loves this. So this is one that I would watch with people, not myself. So I chill. Definitely don't kill. We love the bullet. Like Did we you love end up? About- you ended up watching the whole first season because didn't you and I watch yeah. the first episode together? And I was trying to get you hooked on it. But maybe then- that happened. Yes, maybe that happened. And then I think I watched <laughs> the rest of it with Brian. I maybe. Hope you did. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's true. I watched a lot. Like, things were blowing up and stuff. And I have, like, memories of them doing some stuff. So, yeah, I chill. Number 16, Atypical. People love this. I don't know why this makes me think of, like, Malcolm in the Middle or something (laughs) that, like, or just the middle. Like, I don't trust. The Goldbergs. But people really love, yes, but people really love it. So I would chill to give it a second. So would I. Some respected folks had it on their list. Some respected folks, but they also had Space Force. I know one, for example, for sure, had both. Maybe two. Number 15, a special from Mindy Kaling, Never Have I Ever. I chill. I chill, just chill, rewatched chill, chill. this. I think we talked about it either on here or on our Patreon. Just rewatched this over Easter with my sister. Love. Cannot wait for the second season. If you've not watched this, watch it right now. It's so good. Number 14. This was coming for our top 10, and you and I would not have known what to do. Don't you Series dare. Series of unfortunate events. Now, here's the thing, um, guys. If we, <laughs> If you like that title, if you like the books, if you like the story, if you like everything about it, do not watch it on Netflix. Watch the movie that is Jim Carrey and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep and Liam Meryl Streep. Not Neil Patrick Harris. I kill this. I chill with the movie for sure. And to be fair, what so many people were writing was this is an what underrated series and people didn't give it. And so like. Who knows? But Not me ever. You know who can't sit with us is NPH. So if he's going to be like is the at main the official yeah. table with Mr. Shu from <laughs> yeah. Glee. So no, 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 no. All right, coming at number thirteen. Let me know if you've even watched a single episode of this. Bloodline. 
Oh, yeah. Maybe the whole first season. Love, 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 Kyle. Kyle Chandler. Yeah, of course. And what's her name from Dead to Me? Love. So um, it's good. It didn't hook me like I wish, but I chill for sure. It's in Florida. It's him. I love everything about it. It's like murdery, scary. Yeah, chill. And you just mentioned it at number 12, Dead to Me. Chill if we could. If I were a director, if I was sitting in the chair, I would say like, yeah, but let's cut. What's her name? Christine. What's her name? Christina Applegate. Yeah. Christina Applegate to me. Well, did you watch the second season? Mm, Only like a couple episodes. She's doing too much with the swearing and with the stuff. Like, I'm not even like that. But like, she really is trying too much to be this anti here. Like, I don't need it from you, Christina. I'm really sorry. You're being outacted. You're being out. Like, you're being outdone. And so I would have to just go ahead and kill her on the show maybe and (laughs) chill with the rest of it that probably is going to happen eventually i wouldn't be surprised i would hope all right number 11 just missing out on our top 10 is jessica jones kill marvel's why kill you say trust the bee in apartment apartment 23 that woman has given me such a bad vibe i know this is like a good one i guess like people like this one if they like that kind of i can't get over the b and i don't trust the b in apartment apartment 23 23. i just don't so this was on my list i think at number 10 it was your number 10 yes and a lot of people also said what no not liar (laughs) season one is so good okay okay and david tennant is uh, the villain and is firing on Mwah. all cylinders yes. it is like it is really really good tv you don't have to go past season one honestly it is good tv and i she is such an anti-hero and i don't like her as a person but you also don't right. really like jessica jones that much so it's like it, it ends there up you go. working you chill you chill i chilled with it all right let's get into our top 10 we've got some classics in here we've got some new things hashtag recency bias and well, we have we'll got to it. a crazy thing at number four that is We've, as high as it We is. will. So for each show, we are going to give you a reason to click or a reason to skip. And so oh, there's wow. a reason. Guys, we are rhyming. We're a rhyming to podcast. click if you want to. Like, we're trying to give you a recommendation of why you would like this show. A reason to skip if we had to say something that's like, you might not like this or this yeah. is something I really didn't need from this show. There are some that we're going to recommend certain seasons. We're going to go against certain seasons. It's going to be a whole thing. Um, and then, like we said, we have the intermission where we are going to the stakes are high because one of us are going to lose <laughs> yeah. like 30 minutes of our lives in one way or another. Yep, definitely. All right. So let's jump into it. Coming in at number 10. I think this is the second series that Netflix ever put out. This mm-hmm. is Brrr, Orange is the New Black. O I N T, no I Y T N P. O I O I N T B. O I N T B. No O I T. Wait, nib. Okay, so Orange Is the New Black is a show about a woman who gets put into a woman's prison for like money laundering, drug ish stuff. You know, it's a little hazy because it happened so long ago. But she's like, you know, like a middle class white woman, and so she like has to find her footing in this prison. Is like the beginning. But you know, hijinks ensue. We don't care about the main character. No, 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 no. In fact, she's a reason to skip for me. We'll get to her. But what are your reasons? to watch because I would like everyone to know Cody did watch this show and so I would like to know your reasons truthfully if you're recommending what is your reason to watch on this show okay my reason to watch is the characters and character development it is correct amazing each episode they do some like flashback of someone's life where you get they don't like like spoon feed you their story they just give you little vignettes so you have to fill in the gaps of like why they are the way that they are you might not ever figure out their full backstory but you're going to get a little taste and then you also see them in the present and i think there's something so interesting about the backdrop of a prison i mean you know i like myself a prison sports movie i said that sports movie i mean that's really where you live you love that sort of thing so you do but i agree with with you I think the backstories when I was watching that's what I wanted to see more than the current situation in the prison most times I wanted yeah. to see what brought us here and I mean with character development you only get good character development if there's awesome acting and there are people that are just doing such great work here there are some flops too that's like I don't care about that character or oh, the way that person's flops. portraying it uh. but the the auxiliary characters of this show are worth it they are fascinating so they're so unique good 
Yeah. I is made that the up same a team. for yours, too? So the backstories and the acting are my two things. So that's nice. exactly correct. I made up a team of my top ever, which is like if I walked into this prison and said, like, these are the four that I want behind me. Well, yep. I don't want the one behind me because she's a bit of a liability, but I like what <laughs> she's doing. I think she's the best acting. So we got Red. I'm hooked with Red. I want Red yep. on my side. I love her. I want her to approve of me. Now, Suzanne, I don't want you around me because you are going to cause a little skirmish. But your Uzo is doing such, I mean, just beyond. And in we this love show. when a Broadway actress goes to the silver screen. As she's going to sing if she wants to. And we know she can. I want Poussey in my corner at yep. all times. And I want Gloria Mendoza around me at all times. These oh, are my four. Yes. All of those women did such an amazing job. They made you feel so much stuff. Those are my reasons to watch. My reasons to skip. It's so easy. It's called Piper and Alex. So they are the Meredith and Derek of this show. They are the central plot that doesn't matter. They are the least interesting part of this show, and they build the show around it. I would also say the show kind of loses itself as it continues. And so I was going to say this is one of those examples. There are going to be more. Netflix is a money-making thing, and when people are watching it, it will trick writers and producers into continuing to make content past the life of the show. Orange is the New Black is a clear example of that. We had such a tight and good storyline that didn't need to keep going for a while that we should have cut at like season two and three. They kept going. They lost themselves. I say that's a reason to And skip. why do authors and directors and all these people think that we want to follow a love story that is so on again, off again? That's just and like, so it's such a trope we don't care about. Likeable. If neither people un- are likable, yeah. then what am I doing? Didn't want her as Donna? Don't want her as Alex. Don't want to ever see Piper again. I would say another real reason is like, it's a bit graphic. So like, so you, that's my skip. Yeah. That is like, my skip. It was the first show I ever ventured into that. I was like, Ooh, should I be watching this? I, I mean, skip? the right. language is rough. The thematics are rough. And then there are a lot of scenes that are just like super sexual and inappropriate. So I learned how to use the fast forward button really well. Um, yep. But I you think can edit. this is, <laughs> we can edit you know, yourself. Especially in its day, being it the second show on Netflix, people were like, um, can Weren't they do they this? Just, can oh, they put they this out there? We can now do it's this. like a lot of shows are kind of like that. So you have yeah. to know what your level of acceptable is. But that is a reason to skip. All right. Coming in at number nine, the mm. only show on our top 10 that Kaylin and I have not seen. <laughs> I lied. She has seen. No, 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 no. I'm saying, oh, she, no, okay. She said, yeah. oh my gosh. I was like, right. oh my gosh. She watched right. the whole thing. No, 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 no. Daredevil. Marvel's Daredevil. Marvel's Daredevil. So obviously, we've never seen this. So obviously, I reached out to. To Tone, Tone, obviously. Because Tone loves this show. Tone was like like loving the show. I mean, he loves Marvel, obviously, but he really likes this one. And so I said, like, could you explain it to me? He texted me back something unreadable and said like sorry I'm on a work call I'll email you at like (laughs) seven and I was like all right I got an email that says it was a series versus a movie and because of that Netflix was able to spend lots of time on character development you got invested in several characters and Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin was epic he said that Netflix presented a part of the Marvel universe that was urban, dark and gritty and more believable than yeah. the world that we saw on the big screen with the Avengers, Captain America and Thor. So he loves that. And he says that a lot, that it was just a more like real gritty. And um, I think it's like a little bit more. I think it's like more graphic and violent yeah. and stuff like oh, that, yeah. too. Right. Um But he said because of the time. And that makes perfect sense. Like, it's not like a campy, cartoony Avengers family thing. And so that does make sense if you like Marvel. Um, I think my reason to avoid is because I was part of the Labra family. So we were doing Marvel forever. And so before Marvel got cool, we had the DVD of Ben Affleck's Daredevil starring Jennifer Garner Uh as Elektra. Elektra with her own spinoff movie. Electra, which we had to watch. I mean, we watched this. And so anything with Daredevil for me is like, I can't even begin to entertain it. Right. I watched maybe three episodes of this. And it was a long time ago, though, ago, though, because um, a lot of people say this is probably the best Marvel show that Netflix has yeah. put out. And honestly, one of their better shows on Netflix in general. People really do love it. And so I remember yeah. trying it. The only thing I remember is he's blind. 
right? But what are you looking at me for? I mean, he he is I really Ben Affleck's version right. is. I don't know. I, oh, Ben Affleck's is blind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then he's <laughs> definitely blind. Oh, um, he's so, so blind. I would say click if you really like cool action scenes because yes. what I remember is really sweet, like almost Jackie Chan style, like acrobatics and mm. fighting and all these cool things. So I would say click for that. Um, I would say skip um, if you're like me and don't care about any of that. <laughs> if action's not your thing, and I would say if or again, gritty New York City's not your thing, and like, like I don't want Marvel, grit. I like Marvel because of the comedic relief. If you don't, if you're interested in the actiony dark part, go over here, and if not, stay with where you know at Robert Downey Jr.'s level. Speaking of dark Marvel, I watched an episode or two of Luke Cage. That was one of the yeah. darkest. Uh, in terms of brightness shows. I knew you were going to say like actually ever. dark. <laughs> actually dark. Like literally I could not see you the screen. See I was like, what am I watching? So I only did two episodes of that and then never kept going because I never literally could not see what was going on. Okay. Uh, coming in Speaking at number dark. eight. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the only complete comedy on our top ten. It is yes. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I just rewatched some of this too in the pandemic and was reminded of my main reason to watch. So Kimmy Schmidt is the story of she's like a person. It's a dark story. She's kept like in a bunker, but then she gets to visit New York City when she's in her 30s for, you know, at the first time being outside of the bunker. The reason to watch this show is 100% Titus Andromedon. Titus Andromedon, yep. Titus Andromedon is, if I had to make a list of top five TV characters of all time, Titus Andromedon goes in there. His song about teeth being outside bones. His (laughs) auditioning for Spider-Man on Broadway when someone's next to him on a ladder, seeing if he can sing through someone falling on him his biggest rival being the man that played the genie in aladdin on broadway like everything about titus andromedon is the most niche specific to what you and i would think is hilarious but it broadens out my husband dies at titus and that's not the type of character you would think he is the reason to watch kimmy's i mean they're everybody's doing a good thing but he is, without doubt, the linchpin of this show. He's Absolutely. so good. I mean, think think something like Parks and Rec and then up the quirk meter like oh 200%. My because gosh. it's really not rooted in any sort of reality, this show. No. It's like, it's goofy. It, it is campy. It's hokey. And they're doing the weirdest things. And so if you can embrace that and not be expecting more of like, you know, the office Parks and Rec kind of grounded comedy, yes. then you will love this. It, it's fantastical and just it's fun I mean bright colors like she is wearing it's just like it's so good my reason to avoid um I I would say like I just avoided the later seasons it kind of ran itself out too I didn't like them as much as they got towards the end the first two seasons are very very good Jenna Maroney coming back as the mom like she does things that are so so funny it's very very good but the I think part of the trouble is they have to make this in such a quick turnaround without a button. They're making everything at once. So once they hit their their ideas, they can overdo it a little bit. Kimmy Schmidt did that. We didn't need all of it of her, but the first two seasons I recommend for sure. I think you should skip this if, one, you are triggered by a bunker kidnap story. It I mean, could that, be tough could if be you are. Tough. Uh-huh. Making light of that. But, two, I would say if kind of that, like, over-the-top comedy is not your style, then I think you're just going to keep kind of coming up against a wall just being like, what are they doing here? Like, yes. I, I don't this is going to be a, an incorrect likening, but you know how Arrested Development has a weird style of humor? It's oh, like yeah. It's somewhat specific. I yeah. think Kimmy has a specific style of humor. It's not necessarily yeah, the not same. Yeah, not specific to that, but it is like, yeah, if you don't like 30 same. Rock, don't click on Kim. Really, if you don't like 30 Rock and you don't like great news and you don't like what Tina Fey and all of them are doing, not everything that they're doing, but if you don't like most of what they're doing, this you can skip. It's the same writing style. It's the same quick joke density stuff. It's just not maybe going to be for you. They also came out with a like choose your own adventure special. Mm-hmm. You can skip that. I think you can I didn't. Skip that was that. not very fun. But uh-huh. I'm so glad to see uh, Kimmy Schmidt was listed on a lot of people's lists. Like one of yeah. the most highest in terms of numbers of people who listed it. Just not super high on everybody's. All right, coming in at number seven, something that starts dark and stays dark. Ozark. This is another one like Luke Cage. I've been watching. So I season one of Ozark is one of my favorite 
seasons of TV. I am obsessed with it. I maintain that the season one finale of Ozark is the one of the best finales I've ever seen of a show. I love it. You can't see it at times. Like yeah. I'm watching and yeah. being like, so I love watching this in the rain because it's like, that's the vibe that we're in. So when yep. it's a cloudy day, I tune into Ozark. Um, I think my another top right behind Steve Carell for me, maybe above sometimes is Jason Bateman. He is my reason to watch this show. Jason Bateman mm-hmm. is the director um, at the end, he was like a big part in creating. He's the star. He is very, very behind the creative process of this show. I am obsessed with how Jason Bateman acts and talks in every project he's in. It's as if he's not reading a script. He adds so many ad libs and he does it here. But you are seeing him as such a different character than you've ever seen him in. He's a money laundering drug cartel partner person, basically. Yeah, but he's um, a suburban dad. Like that's he's that's still the whole premise Jason Bateman. of this, it's, right? It's right. kind of like a Breaking Bad, but just in a different world, a different sense. And you just, I think it's such a mo- a better setting than Breaking Bad. It's so much more interesting, and the stakes are high, just like Breaking Bad. So I love Ozark. You have Julia Garner playing Ruth Langmore. One of the best things, Cody's hair, Cody's life is maybe I mean, like his his physicality right now. Don't even is steal inspired. my don't steal my click from me because that don't is steal, for sure like, the click. I gave in click. and eventually watched the first season. It is, it's it's for me too dark or too yeah, yeah, yeah. too far. So I did watch the first you season, but I was like, I never have to go back and do that again <laughs> right. or continue. I do not have the constitution. So, but I do for the character of Ruth Langmore, oh, played by Julia okay. Garner. She's got those bouncing blonde curls that I try to emulate. She is a little firecracker of a character so good. so good she is that that character that kaylin have and i have described before of like they're doing the bad thing but the we Raya, love them right? anyway <laughs> right. they're like the girl that you're not supposed to root for but you need to root for and uh Brooke I davis love... season one of one tree hill like Come that's on. what we want that's what we want Come we on. want the anti so she's so good the reason to skip is exactly what you just said it's dark it's emotionally trying they don't yeah. shy away from like killing anybody just it's like there is not a lot of redemption in any of these characters and that's the point you got laura linney jason bateman being horrible people like all around you can't do i can't binge too much of this at once i have started rewatching again like just to get into season three because i didn't get in there yet i can do a couple episodes at a time but you can't do too much at once you just are not wanting to really live in the ozarks but i love the show and i definitely recommend if you like that dark gritty breaking bad vibe and most people nowadays kind of know what they're capable of handling or what they end up liking. Like I did it just yeah. because so many people said it was so good. I was like, I won't feel good after this, but I need to see what people are talking about in yeah. terms of the television it created. So I went into it knowing that, not thinking like, I can't wait. Like, right, yeah, right. exactly. So if you like to see really good TV being made and interesting plot lines and things like that, it's that is there for you for sure. All right, coming in at number six, we have The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. So let me start us off on this one. I'll be upfront. When it first came out, I was like, you know, 10, 10 years ago, I would have loved this. I would have been like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. I need a horror thing. I think it's so fun they did a horror TV show because I was really into horror movies and things like that. Am I saying horror right? It sounds like it's H-A-A-R. It sounds like it's horror. I do say horror. Is that wrong? Is it horror? I don't know that I want you to do horror for the rest of this segment. So I think just stick with what you're... I'll say scary. I used to really like scary movies. And then I moved away from that. So when this first came out, I was like, nah, I've been delivered from that. Like, that's not... Don't need it. I don't watch that stuff anymore. Mm -mm. And then I had a couple of friends, Joe Matthews specifically, who were like, no, this is something different. It's interesting. It really is a family drama first with the backdrop of scary or horror and um and so i watched it and i was really really pretty blown away because i think it carved a genre almost of its own because like you don't like scary things and you really like these two i 
love season. these two. I could not watch it at first. I saw all the statuses and like comments about Bent Neck Lady, and I was like, I just know this is not for me. <laughs> then 2020 happened, and I was like, nothing on this little box is scarier than anything <laughs> yeah. I'm living in. Like, Yo, I think I might be that dead tomorrow. That. So the Bent Neck Lady ain't got nothing on 2020. So we watched it. Did we watch the first season? Yeah, first season together. Yep. And then... I did Bly by myself afterwards after you did Bly. You're right. I think that it cuts across. You have always liked horror movies more than me and been into those and wanting to watch those. So I thought for sure I'd never want to watch this. And you convince me as people convince you. Basically, what I said as my reason to watch is that it ties the idea of scary genre ghost into mental illness and like real family drama and dynamics and issues in a way yeah. that kind of uses those things as a metaphor for the things that we are actually facing in our daily lives. Like if your anxiety and drug addiction behavior looks like a scary guy in a bowler hat that's following you around, which is very interesting because it puts a picture onto these real things that haunt us in our minds. So it's very, very good. I love that. I love both. They're very different, but I love both. I would say click everything Caitlin said is true. I would also click if you like the like anthological type series where you get I mean American Horror Story does this I can't stand that show I can't believe but they have a very similar cast from season one to season two but there it's a totally different story and totally new roles Victoria Pedretti is the reason to click guys she is we've talked about her in episodes before we're gonna keep talking about her later we click 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 what's your reason to avoid I have one simple one my reason to avoid is if you get scared. <laughs> if you get scared, if you live by yourself, truly, like truly, it is yes. scary. This first season especially, I would say more than the second, there are images that are hard to get out. Like it is still a horror thing that is scary. It does do that thing that like horror movies do. But more than that and more scary and more intense and more serious. Um in the first season specifically, Ava from Grey's Anatomy oh. is in it as a main character. <laughs> and if that triggers you as it does me, yep. I would say skip it. I honestly almost couldn't take it. I almost had to skip all of her scenes. Um, if you don't remember, for her face was smashed by a pillar in a fairy crash. And then she tricked Alex Karev into loving her. So yeah. we don't love that. But that's a reason to skip. And if you think you're going to get distracted by how much Victoria Pedretti looks like Hillary Duff in the second season, <gasps> that's a reason to skip. If not, click. All right. We are halfway through our list. So it is time for our intermission game. We are calling this Netflix Deep Cuts. So what Kaylin and I did is we went into the depths of Netflix and we found each found two shows that we are going to have to pitch to the other person and hopefully we can get them to give it a go. Um, these aren't going to be amazing shows. Not but hopefully. <laughs> What happens is the other person then picks one that they are going to watch one episode of this uh, week. Okay, you yep. have to. Yep, That's absolutely. It. That's Love all it. there is to Love it. it. Okay, give me your first one for me. My first one's called Larva Island. <laughs> no. No. You no, might no. think, oh, I like Love Island, so what's this? I'll tell you what it is. Here's the description from online. Two grubs named no. Red and Yellow participate in grotesque slapstick mostly involving their only functional appendages their tongues they communicate in grunts squeals and cryptic mutterings this is a korean cartoon this is two grubs i want to hear i want you to hear again i'm gonna say as person that i really know that would actually really like this show that's something that just came to mind as i was explaining it is shannon barthelmas i think shannon (laughs) barthelmas would watch hours of larva island and really get a kick she's a minion person like i think she'd be in this world so that's my first offering to you I don't hate it. Okay, mm-hmm. no, so you're you're in there. You're in there. <laughs> I'm, yeah, sure. I'm intrigued at least. Okay, mm-hmm. um, my first one for you is called Star Crossed. Okay, this is a real mm-hmm. live action show. A mm-hmm. human girl falls in love with a boy from a maligned and abused alien people. Mm-mm. They're actual Mm-mm. aliens. Okay, Mm-mm. um, 
the thing that makes them aliens is they have tattoos on their face. That's it. Everything else looks completely normal. Oh. <laughs> um, and so it's like basically Romeo and Juliet. But the uh-huh. thing that really is important is Juliet is Amy Teagarden, who is no. Julie from no. Friday Night Lights. No. So if you want to okay, see okay, okay. a Is it 40 brown, minutes or 20 minutes? I'm going to guess it's 44 minutes. minutes. I can't <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. If I'm you want to see a brunette, Julie from Friday Night Lights, I don't. try to not fall in love with an alien man. With this a is tattoo? for you. Julie Taylor is. A, <laughs> I don't want to think about that at all. Okay, so that really raises the stakes. My second recommendation for you. I want you to picture this as I'm saying it. I want you to picture the font in which I'm saying it. Yep. Jim Henson's. <gasps> so you got that little. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh, I know this thing. I knew people were going to say, know this, this is the one that I was like, people are going to be like, I know this thing. And when like I it. tell you, people love and this. And like it. Yep. When I tell you that on Netflix, the little thing, look it up right now if you're listening and can look what the little <laughs> thumbnail looks like. It looks like the Not the Mama dinosaur was crossed with Kermit. It's essentially and put there. Fraggle Rock. Like it's That's very adjacent thinking. to Fraggle Rock. It's very adjacent. So here's the description as power hungry over. Lords drain life from the planet Thra, a group of brave Gelfling <laughs> unite on a quest to save their world and fight off the darkness. Now, this is not for me. This was in 2019. Oh, the yeah. crazy part about this, though, the voices in the cast are all the most famous. It's like a bunch of people from Game of Thrones. It's what's her name from Queen's Gambit. It's Mark Hamill from Sky. Like, it's yep. it's a bunch of famous people. It's a prequel to a 1985 movie of the same name. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it came out for one season and was sadly canceled after one season. But it, I figured it was one of those things. Yep. That people when it were came like, out, it was oh, actually yeah. made a splash and was like, oh, this is uh-huh. really good. I have good. never heard of it and knew that I just could never click on it. And you and me, like, uh, fantasy is not our first go-to. And no, especially no. for you, like, puppetry fantasy, I Fraggle don't Rock <laughs> in space with Gelfling, whatever that is. That's, like, just no. That's a no for me. All right. My second choice for you is a show called Zoo. Zoo mm-hmm. begins with a series of violent animal attacks across no, the no. world. No! <laughs> and then promptly descends into madness. The events of the series almost defy explanation. Birds organize to drop acid rain on an innocent populace. Animals evolve to such an absurd degree that humans become an endangered species. Oh. Most insanely, though, Zoo sees its main character slap a general in the face, asking him about the whereabouts of a sloth. So people liken this to like Walking Dead, but like with animals. I hate animals so much. Like that's something to know. Like (laughs) I hate animals so, so much that the thought of this, but I don't know. Do I hate that or Amy Teagarden more? I'm not sure. Commit right now. Which one of my two things are you going to watch one episode of? I'm watching Larva Island. You're watching Larva (laughs) Island. I'm excited about it a little bit. I can, I'm going to go Julie Taylor. I cannot watch animals do anything. What's that one called? It's called Zoo. And this article no, says, no. make What's no mistake. One? Oh, star-crossed. Star-crossed. Um, okay. This says, make no mistake, Zoo is objectively the worst show in Netflix's library. Okay, now you're really, now you're turning me. Now right? I want to watch Zoo. Maybe. Okay, I think maybe you're I coming this Zoo. weekend. Let's watch an episode of okay, Zoo Okay, I love that. All right, let's get back into our list. I mean, there are so many other, like, how could Netflix even create this show that we could spend too many hours on that? So let's get back into our top five. This is five through one, a great list. I'm telling you number four is so funny that it made it this high, but it's our listeners and we love them. All right. Right. Coming in at number five, my number one black mirror. So we've talked about black mirror on this podcast before. I think it made it into our top 10 for TV dramas, or at least maybe in the Mm, Aldi roundup. Maybe. And um, this is an anthological show. So you are, I hope I'm using that right. I I just keep saying anthology series. And so when you're saying, Anthologic. I want to put like an R, right? But I don't think that's right. I think it's anthological. It's similar to Twilight Zone where every single episode is different. It's a different cast. It may be a different world and a totally different plot line. So you don't have to watch any of them to build on each other, which I love about a TV show. And it is by Charlie Booker. And he is one of the most creative minds doing TV because he comes up with these premises of like what technology how technology has impacted us in the near future so some of these episodes feel like they take place 
almost now or in Mm -hmm. 10 years. Some of them feel like they take place in 50 or 100 years. But it's like something about technology has shifted. And then what you see is not really the technology as the focal point, but how humans have adapted and interacted with it. And so it's this like dark sci-fi kind of thing. Some of them are like romantic episodes. Some of them are scary. Some of the it is so creative and so innovative. It had to be my number one. It's so very, very good. Um, I My reason to click is the same thing. The anthology series aspect of it. I love that you can drop in. You can skip ones that don't seem important, like interesting to you. There are some that like I'm just like, no, I don't think so. And it doesn't really matter. Um, some of the best episodes that there are, I think I was going to say we we both love the entire history of you. That's like both of our favorites. Yep. We love White Bear. That's the first one you ever had me watch. I love Playtest so, so much with really? what's his name, Hudson. Yes, I love Playtest. That's unexpected because kind of like that's a scary one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but I really like him. People love brother. Nosedive with Bryce Dallas Howard. People that's a very. I love Nosedive, but like. It's not my favorite, but it's an easy one to get <laughs> it's into. It's an easy one. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It is. It feels. That was the first episode from when Netflix took it over. And yeah. so all of a sudden it wasn't all British actors and things like that. And right. so it is an approachable episode episode and I think it's very interesting because it feels like something that could even take place today now um, that one's but now right they're all good you can skip everyone will tell you the this thing is, but I mean this is the thing to skip the it's thing the thing to skip, skip you skip season the first one episode. episode one go back to it eventually because it is good but I would, even I would maybe not say that but no, yes, no. you should you have no. to see all the episodes my reason to to skip overall is again there are inappropriate moments and inappropriate language it's not the worst of anything in the world but I would say um, j- my advice would just be not to binge it so quickly. Like Don't watch one yeah. and and take it in and have some discussions about it because I think it's really interesting about human behavior. It's a very melancholy experience. Like there's no there's no joy really in Black Mirror ever. Right. And so it's very interesting. I would say this is a show that it does spur so many conversations and so many like cultural reflections in general but it's no happiness because of that really as it's happening I think that it makes a lot of sense that it's on the table like it's it's maybe not ever coming back because 2020 was not the year for anybody to want to watch something like this and so the creator has been quoted being like I don't know if we ever need more of this after what we just experienced I'm not sure he could just be saying that but that's another reason to skip if you're not in the vibe like if you're in a dark space or, or whatever don't do Black Mirror. It's if you want to be like thoughtful and maybe dip into the dark a little bit. All right. Coming in at number four. So many people had this on their lists. Nice. And I think it is because my high school friends voted a lot and we got obsessed with this. And then also I tried to tell everyone about it. And I'm right. hoping my influence put it we here. We talked about it on this show. I don't think right. a nationwide survey would put this at number Unless four. Unless somehow all of my high school students got a head, like got a hold of our polls. <gasps> yeah. We, this is not supposed to be here. This is you. The show you started on Lifetime, never forget. Mm -hmm. And Netflix took it over and produced season two and uh, is now working on season three. This is a show about a stalker. Essentially, he stalks this woman and falls in love with her. And he's in love, like she's in love with him back, not realizing that he is her stalker. Mm -hmm. And guys, things ensue. The reason that this show is so high for me is because it is so unique. It is like, it should be just a crappy Lifetime show, just like all their others. It should be Pretty Little Liars, but it's not. But it's better made and there's like this comedy aspect of it that is kind of fun and you end up rooting for the stalker because he's played by oh my gosh I almost gave a Penn big Penn. spoiler away Why? I was gonna say oh blank, you can't blank, I know blank you himself <laughs> you, poss- you can't blank, blank himself. give a 2008 spoiler up no Pen Badgley Penn he's Badgley. played by Ben Yes, from Gossip Girl fame and uh, plenty of other things, too. Right. Um, and so he is awesome as Joe. He hasn't aged a day since Gossip Girl. And this show is quirky, weird. It's a guilty pleasure because it's really not all that good. But uh, mm-hmm. season two features Victoria Pedretti. And it's way better than season one. But you've got to watch both to really get the whole thing. 
So I've never watched all of either season. I've watched some of it, both with you. And so my my skip is that Beck character in season one really like yeah. took me out of it. I could not stand that character. And it would have made me, had you not told me to keep watch, I couldn't have done it with her. Like I would have been like, and I'm good on her. Um, the But Victoria Pedretti comes back and saves it for two. And I liked the vibe of season two in general much more. I guess you need season one to like understand what's happening. Yeah, I feel like you could watch a YouTube yeah. of a minute and be like, I got it. He's bad, but good. Season two, though, in general, I liked a lot better. Yeah, I would say watch this if you are into guilty pleasures, if you're okay being like, this isn't the finest TV, but the plot is really entertaining. Um, I would skip it if you have an aversion. I mean, most of these you should skip if you have an aversion to people being killed because that happens in so many of these shows. And it's not super grotesque or anything like that. But if you're really like against that or super squeamish, then this might not be the one for you either. It's also like a bit of an... Eh, like vibe in general. Penn Badgley is doing something very strange where he's making you root for someone who is horrible to people. (laughs) And so like there are trigger warnings in this one of like abuse, like stuff that's just like they try to vamp it up and make it like super cartoony. But if it is like a hard sell at some point to tell someone like, yeah, you should totally watch this. But Penn Badgley is the secret sauce. That's like, okay, for some reason I'm rooting for him through it. And, and you through. have to recognize like, and in most of these shows you're having that anti-hero thing from right. a bloodline right. or in a lot of black mirrors or from Ozark or from you. Right. Like yes. these people aren't the people you root for in real life. That's why it's TV. What a All wild right. thing for you to say bloodline when you have d- never no, watched. I've, I've never you? watched it, but I know oh, that's you just true. Know. I just exactly. know 100%. it's one of those shows He's where just, like, he works you don't Netflix. root for it. You don't root for Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> don't. I, someone like lights a boat on fire, I think. So anyway. All right. Coming in at number three, we have brrr, The Crown. The Crown is the most awarded show by far on Netflix. It has Emmys and Golden Globes and all of these things. And the actors really swept up this year in those categories, too, because people love them. Um, you have watched all of The Crown, and I have watched none of it. And so yep. just from the outside looking in, I would say click this if you are interested in really accurate portrayals of time periods because I know like the costuming and the stuff is like really correct and if you're fascinated by the actors that you see in it because I am and that that almost gets me to click it because I like the people that I see in it so I say click um if you have a pulse because this show is really do you think I would like it so here's the problem the reason to avoid and this is the thing I said to skip and so we'll get into it if you are 1000 percent sure that you don't want, like you can tell by looking at it that you're just not going to buy into this kind of show. If you're just like, I'm a thousand percent, not even Olivia Coleman herself can bring me into this, then skip it because it is what it is. However, the thing that is so fascinating about the show that I think is uh, like a, a little undercurrent you have to remember and you watch this one the creativity of switching out the entire cast to go with the aging is brilliant no show does that it's so good it's so smart and so you get a fresh take they're only there for two seasons and then they move like they just move along they're coming in the craziest part of this show is that it actually is mirroring one of the craziest things in modern history which is this woman Started out talking to Winston Churchill and now is being referenced on Oprah's yard. So like this woman has spanned the entire modern history. And so as a person, you are watching her life go from world war to now we are moving now into Diana and moving into Prince Charles and Prince Harry, like all of this stuff. It is insane. The Royals do not sign off on it. Like it's not sanctioned by them because it goes in on them in some parts. They've recreated the sets to be the size of the palace. Like it is just the creative stuff they have done for this show. It is a real marvel when you think about like the project it is. The acting is unbeatable. You have Helena Bonham Carter and Olivia Coleman acting off of each other. Like, come on, what else do you want? However, if you are sure, like I look at this, there's nothing in there that interests me. 
it's not going to change into something that it's not. It is what it is. So for you, I think Olivia could get you there. I think it would take, you couldn't go through Claire Foy to get her. I don't I think know. that you could. I, that's what I was thinking too. When they came out with the cast for seasons right. three and four, I was really intrigued. Yep. Season one and two, I was like, so my skip would be if you don't like any form, I always say this, of period piece. I know it's right. recent period piece, but yeah. it's it's British, which makes it's it feel still, older. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah. And I just like, I've always hated history, so I just have no interest. I mm-hmm. it this recent season with Princess Diana and stuff like that because I was alive when Princess Diana was mm-hmm. alive. That intrigues me a little bit more. But I have heard. Do you agree that it is a slow burn of a show? Because I've heard some people say it's it's slow, but again, it, but amazing. If you're willing, like I was, to watch Harry and Meghan talk for two hours, like on a lawn of Oprah, I'm gonna watch this no matter what. It is a slow burn, um, for sure. It's the first two seasons are slower because it's not Olivia. Like to me, it's like when Helena Bonham Carter is on stage or on set, like nothing is moving slowly for me. Like I'm just intrigued. But yeah, it's not like a it's real life. So like things aren't crazy happening all the time. But it is definitely like the overall themes of every episode are cultural phenomenons that did like shape history. Okay, and then we have our two and one. These were kind of in a league of their own um, because... I'm coming for one of these. You're coming I'm for coming one of them. coming for one of them, Really? Yeah. Number okay. two. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. the next one. Uh-huh. I'm so intrigued. Okay, coming in at number two, we have... Brrr, the Queen's Gambit. Now, this was the the cranky ranky in question where Mike I'm Barker with, wrote I'm on Alex's side. Queen's uh-huh. Gambit. And then Alex said, this is recency bias. I remember uh, my friend Faye put this as her number one drama of all time just Guys, recently. And then what? I don't think it was number one on her Netflix list. So I guess it's knocked down a little bit. But yeah, this one was just out and people loved it. And it got all the way up here to number two. Now, have you watched this one? Remind me. I have not. I think okay. I could do this one sooner than The Crown just because yeah, there's yeah, you less, could. You could. There's only one season. And I'm really intrigued by, is her name Anna Taylor-Joy? Yeah. That's her name, right? I'm mm-hmm. so intrigued by her because I've seen her in some other things and I liked her. So I could watch this, but I don't feel like I need to. You don't need to. So here's the <laughs> thing. Here's what I'm going to say. come on. Tell them. Tell them. I am going to make enemies, but here's what I'm going to say. I will maintain the fact if this show comes out not in the pandemic, nobody cares about this show. This show was in a drought like this show was somehow made in a way and it was fast tracked and it was given to us in a time where literally nothing new was coming. It had just hit when all the stuff that was in post-production at the end of the pan or at the beginning of the pandemic was done and nothing was being filmed. Suddenly the Queen's Gambit showed up in what other world is a show (laughs) about chess number two on our list guys that's it it's about chess it's a good honestly I watched the whole thing like I watched the entire thing they do some things really well things to click it's an interesting it's a new premise there's never been a show about chess I don't think so like we love a new creative thing let's not forget the musical chess we'll not forget the musical Oriental City and the city don't know what the city is getting the blah 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 Yule Brenner. So, but right. guys, remember, Chess the Musical was not that highly regarded. It like, wasn't really it's not, highly it's not regarded. It's not up with Hamilton and Phantom no, it's not two, and right? Circle of Life. It's where no. it needs to be. Some people know it. She is an anti-hero. It mixes drug addiction with kids with chess. <laughs> so, if you're interested in those three things, if you um, want to see drug addiction with kids, yeah, it's the best. It is an interesting premise. The chess thing is cool it is something that you've never seen and they to make the show which makes it interesting to like appreciate they choreographed every move like you're watching them do it and it is fascinating chess is a when you actually watch the show it's like it's crazy that people know how to do this and like play this in this way the costumes are amazing we're in like the 60s and 70s like where i love all of that like some of the production of it the reason to avoid for me if this isn't for you don't just do it because of the bandwagon. Like, it's mm. not going to be for you. It's just not. If you weren't bored in 2020, a lot of people would <laughs> never have clicked on it and thought, like, I watched. And then it is. It's well done. But it's not like, I don't think it's going to be a genre bending show where if you mm. don't think you like period piece, you don't think that. Because it is still. It's like a past thing. You don't think you like 
the first episode, you're not gonna. Like, you're gonna, you're good. It's fine. And do also, we think in 10 to 15 years that this is still on people's list? Like, is it actually staying around the way that Orange is the New Black has stayed right. around or some other things? Like, I think some of the things are gonna stay in the pantheon of like TV for a lot longer. I think so too. The other main reason to skip. Young Beth Harmon's haircut is almost too much for me to bear. <laughs> like, I almost couldn't. There's Anna Taylor doesn't come until like third episode, maybe. It's a really? young, yeah, it's some, it's a younger version. And I couldn't almost get there with it. Um, but people do love it, Cody. I think well, maybe we'll watch the first episode this weekend too and just see like if you want to keep do going. It. I know this won't be for me. So if I was listening and you just said like, hey, if you know this isn't for you, don't do it because yeah. the hype. That's exactly the advice right. I'm going to take. You don't have to. And then if there's going to be will, like people it. like because a lot of people put this on their list first, second and third. That was like Come most of the me. things. They're going to be like, Cody, don't listen to her. Don't listen to me, they'll say. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I know him. He's not watching her play chess for 10 episodes. That's what he's not going to do. But we'll see. You said choreography. That's fun. but Oh, and chess the musical. <laughs> so we'll see what we get into. All right. And then coming in at number one, I expected to see this up here. I actually was hoping it would be number one because it is probably the most iconic or culturally landing of the pieces. Brrr. Stranger Things. Now, folks, before you even listen to us talk about Stranger Things, if you are a Patreon, I keep calling them a Patreon, and I don't think that's correct. Like, I no, guess you would just be. Oh, okay. If you're a Dr. Rankenstein on Patreon, you heard us just talk about Stranger Things in one of our episodes. We did a whole 60 minutes on we it. We slandered kids' performances. Like, we said that kids <laughs> should quit the job of acting. So that's yes, what we did. Yes, we did. And that was really fun. That got us in this mindset. But I am glad to see this here at number one. I mean, when Stranger Things first came out, it really was so unique. I think minus the movie uh, Super 8 before it, which it really mm -hmm. feels a lot like. People weren't doing this since the 80s. I mean, it's like it's and it's yeah. about the 80s, but this style of thing wasn't really around. And to get that many talented young actors to be able to carry a show that has to do with sci fi stuff like there are very few people that are all in on sci fi. Yep. And yet most people are in to some degree on Stranger Things as seen like at, with the number one on our list. So for me, I say you should click Stranger Things if you like an ensemble cast because that's a yep. huge part of it. Um, if you're intrigued by anything in the 80s, you like 80s music or mm -hmm. style or fashion or anything like that. Um, and also if you just want to see something that's different than other things that you've probably watched, I would totally click on it. My reason to click is so that you can speak to anyone around you the day after it <laughs> premieres, like about yeah. something that they want to talk about. Because yep. like you said, it is a juggernaut. When it comes out, everybody watches it. Like that's just something that it crosses generations and people groups. Like I don't like sci-fi. I don't like 80s themed stuff. And I've watched every episode of Stranger Things. So yep. it's definitely something to watch. I would say click on it for that cultural phenomenon piece in general. Um Reasons to avoid. I'm going to go ahead and echo our Patreon episode and just say that Will's performance <laughs> is almost too much for me as with Beth Harmon's bangs. So some things are harder for me to overcome. Um, I think people argue that season two in all reality is a tough season to get through. And so I would say that if you are feeling that, if you watch it, like season three brings it back around. But re season two, you kind of and have to I get through. I only some feel that in comparison to season one. Like Correct. I still think season two is an awesome season of a TV yeah. show. I was intrigued the whole way through. And and we always, me and some friends, watch this, just binge this. As soon as it comes out, we watch yes. it the whole day. We've done that, I think, for seasons two and three. And it's such a fun experience because you really don't want to break this one up too much. Because no. it's fascinating. You, you don't know what's coming if next. You move. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. You forget. It's gone. Right. So what can we really say about Stranger Things? If you're listening, you've probably watched this. And if you haven't, I would definitely click on it. I don't know what's been holding you back. It is a yeah. little bit dark, a little bit spooky, but not to the degree of most no, of these shows of on our anything list. Anything else we've mentioned, honestly. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the Crown is much, much scarier. Unbreakable so. Kimmy Schmidt is darker. <laughs> Larva Island is much Larva Island scarier. is scarier. No, that <laughs> is scarier. Stranger Things. So that is our list. A lot of good TV shows. Netflix has put out some really entertaining things. But again, Netflix is quantity over quality. So if you're on there, don't just go to the top 10. 
Melon and think you're getting a winner because Coco Melon is you're definitely Coco Melon and Ginny and Georgia, so you're not. <laughs> Ginny right. and Georgia is going to be there. Shout There's going to be lots Melon. of things that are not worth your time, but come run it by us. We've probably watched it and we'll help mm-hmm. you figure it out. Okay, Caitlin, what is your robbed goddess of this episode? You're I have two for each just super quick and you're going to hate both of mine maybe cool. for robbed goddess grace and frankie it seems weird it doesn't seem like it's going to be on my list it is right. on my list you True. know why two 80 year old women are netflix stars and i'm here for it jane fonda is acting it is so good it's very pleasing aesthetically they're in like a beach house it's bright colors it's funny i love grace and frankie my second one selling sunset also aesthetically pleasing but it's a reality show reality show i think it's more (laughs) scripted than grace and frankie but it's definitely like in the vein of a the hills meets hgtv and it's a great binge watch as well okay i think my uh robbed goddess here is going to be umbrella academy i know that it was mentioned and it made our Aldi Roundup, but I thought that this would get higher up. It is it is kind of a niche thing. I mean, it is a weird, quirky superhero show, but with the amount of people that do go watch superhero stuff all the time, I think you should give this a try because it's doing something different than Marvel is doing. It is very unique, and I really like most of the acting performances. There are two that I really don't like. I know exactly the but two. But there's like four or five that I really like. And I just think the whole thing is is almost giving me Pushing Daisies vibes mixed mm-hmm. with like dark superhero stuff. So I would give Umbrella Academy a try. There's two seasons of that. Kaylin, what is your You Can't Sit With Us this week? I believe both of these came from Sherry Family participants Uh and so i would like to apologize in advance however there's two things on this list i'm not clicking on yep i'm not clicking on emily in paris i'm just not said it before we don't need to belabor the point we're We're just not clicking on it (laughs) we're not unfortunately um i'm not clicking on designated survivor so like a Sutherland vibe is not for me. Like I didn't watch it in twenty four. I I don't I don't want this. This is just not what I need for me. I would never click it. And Designated Survivor had to start on a network, right? Like CBS or I I, I know it was network know. TV first. I don't know. And and Netflix bought it. I'm almost positive because this screams network TV show and one that I am already not interested in i'm already not interested in it what are you what's yours all right my you can't sit with us is and i didn't think anyone was going to vote for it until the end a couple votes came in bridgerton guys i was almost gonna put that yep listen shonda we've followed shonda into all of her shows so far at least Mm -hmm. in the first season definitely and i couldn't even do it i was like no this is not the one for me i don't want Uh -uh. this i know that episode six is just a bunch of sex scenes that's all anyone says and so i'm like i don't need to watch something a period piece all of these things Ooh, so I nope, it wasn't for me either. I, I was actually really glad that not that it didn't get higher on our list. I thought maybe because it was new and people were talking about it so much at one point. But then what's his name? Reggie Reeg, however you say his name, isn't even coming back for season two. So I was I know. like, is that a spoiler? What? Like, does he die? No, I don't. Oh, think he just quit. Yeah, I think he's just gone. They're moving on or something. I don't know what interesting, happened, interesting but I don't choice. think it's a spoiler. Whoops, oh, I don't if know. It is. No, I don't know either. I don't know. All right, guys, I hope this inspired you to go uh, binge watch Netflix. I know you've been doing it all year and a half long because what else do we have to do? Uh, But every once in a while, you know, when Netflix asks you, are you still watching? Maybe get up, stretch your legs out, get a snack, read like a couple pages of a book to feel good about yourself and then tell someone that you're reading a book that will really make you feel good about yourself. Uh, And as always, if you need any recommendations, we are here to be your pop culture Sherpas. Make sure that you are voting each week. That's the only way to make the list your version of Correct, and we will see you next time. Bye.